Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We have been discussing Chapter 7, Gnana Vignana Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge and Wisdom, or Knowledge and its Application. So, so far we have seen in last few verses that Bhagawan divided people in this world into two categories, the Duskrutinaha and Sukrutinaha, the wrongdoers and the rightdoers. Some who are doing it in the right way and the others who are not doing in the right way. So Duskrutinaha are the people who are working in this world just as everybody else, but they are not working with the right intention. So they are the people like those who receive IKEA's furniture and start assembling before reading instruction. So we are all seeking happiness and we are working in this world to find that happiness. But without knowing where our happiness lies, if we start working towards happiness, then we become duskrutina. We start working in a wrong manner and in the end we may not get what we are looking for. On the other end, the Sukrutina, Bhagavan defined as the people of good actions, the people who are performing good actions. And those people who are pursuing this path of ultimate happiness, Bhagavan divided in four categories, which we have seen the Arthaha, Jagnasu, Artharthi, and Gnani. Arthaha is the one who is seeking that final pursuit of happiness because of the distress he is experiencing in this world and seeing around him. He wants to find out what is the cause of this distress and how can we all get out of it. And then another one is Jignasu, who is curious about what is the real truth and where my happiness really lies. The third is Artharthi, who wants to create enough material or right equipment to find this happiness, or at least alleviate unhappiness from the people around him. And the last one is Gnani, who really knows where the happiness is, and then he is pursuing that path. So interestingly, all prophets, all philosophers and thinkers have thought about what is happiness, where it lies. Ironically, I came across Inc. Magazine's article about Einstein. So Einstein, apparently in 1922, he traveled to Japan and he wanted to give tip to the bellboy, but he probably didn't have enough change. So he wrote down a couple of notes with his signature and gave it to the bellboy. Probably knowing very well that the bellboy can get more money by selling his signature than getting a few coins. And that note was sold in 2017 for $1.56 million. The note was all about happiness. And it reads, a calm and modest life brings more happiness than the pursuit of success combined with constant restlessness. So after all his achievements, he came to conclusion a calm mind can give you happiness. So Bhagavan has called the people who are restless and going after this fleeting happiness as Duskrutina, the wrongdoers. They do not know how to act in this world 
and therefore their actions are not bearing the right fruits. And then we have continued to understand how our actions work in this world. Why some people get better results out of their actions and other people don't. So the verse we have seen before, verse 21, he says, Yahyaha yamyam tanum bhaktaha sraddhaya architum ichati tasya tasya chalam sraddham tameva vididhami aham. Whoever, whoever, in whatever, whatever fashion, in whatever the form wants to worship me, I make faith in that form stronger. I strengthen the faith they have in that particular form. So some people have decided that Krishna is the final avatar or Buddha is the final avatar or Jesus is the final or Muhammad. So whatever a person decides is the form of God. He said, I make that faith stronger because I am the ultimate giver of their understanding. Tam evididamiyam, I make it unflinching. That is why we see in this world various you know, factions and divisions. You can also look at it the other way and say, in whatever I have faith that my happiness lies, or in whatever I think is the right way to serve this society, but once it, I make that understanding firm. So there are people who try to help others by giving knowledge. Then there are others who want to donate money. Then others who want to do the social work. You see, whatever that person is doing, he then feels that he is doing the right thing. That this is the only way I can help other people. Or this is the only way I can worship God. Or this is the only way I can pursue my own happiness. And Bhagavan said, because he is walking in that path, his thoughts are on the same channel. By very fact that he is pursuing that path, he becomes more and more convinced that this is the path to pursue. This is the scientific fact Bhagavan is stating here. In whatever channel you start thinking, so that thought will become predominant in your mind you will start believing yourself. Therefore, it is very important that we start our thinking in a right way. First, find out where happiness really lies and then pursue that path. First, read the instruction with that furniture I have received and then start assembling. And I give this example because I did that many times in assembling IKEA furniture. So, if I take enough time to understand the nature of happiness nature of action, and then, so if I think before I act, I may be more effective than if I act and then think about it. So Bhagavan said, Antavattu phalam tesham tad bhavati alpamedasam. Again, there are some harsh words in this verse. Alpamedasam, people of poor intellect, people who are not thinking correctly. Antavattu falam tesam tadbhavati. The results they get, the people with little intellect working in this world to find their happiness, those results are finite. 
they get very limited success in their endeavors in their pursuits devan deva yajo yantihi madbhakta yanti mamapi because he says devan deva yajo yanti those who are pursuing devas those who are worshiping devas devas commonly translated as demigods or the small lower gods but devas as we have discussed before are the deities of our senses deities of senses that which makes my eye to see that which makes my ear to hear those devas when i pursue the path of those sensual pleasures or achievement through my cognition my feelings my understanding then that's what i will get whatever field i put my efforts in i'll get the results in that effort so i'm an architect my field is visual art therefore i will get success in that because that is what i had been pursuing all my life so from that perspective i'm basically worshiping the deity of my eyes that's why i get very concerned when i cannot see clearly but once whoever worships whom that's the destination he will get if my goal is to go to new york and i make efforts to do that by start traveling north on 95 then eventually i will get to new york but if destination is india and i can make efforts to go to india then i'll end up going in india same way those who are pursuing finite goals they will achieve finite results those who are pursuing the everlasting infinite happiness they will achieve that happiness if they find out where my happiness lies what is the reality of myself then that person will achieve that so mad bhakta yanti mahapi my devotees will come to me when lord krishna refers himself in a, in a first person singular he is not the incarnation is lord krishna but he is identifying with the supreme self which is all pervading in the substratum for all things and beings in this world so those who are trying to find out what is the nature of self they will find their self devan deva yajoyanti madbhaktaha yanti mamapi if i am pursuing the goals which i can achieve in this world then i'll achieve that but i'm pursuing everlasting happiness to find out where is my permanent abode is and what is the nature of myself who i am then i'll find out who i am we call it the realization buddhist call it nirvana is to extinguish this perception that i am a limited being and bhagwan said avyaktam vyaktim apannam manyate mam abuddhayah again very harsh words are used alpamedasam people of poor intellect abuddhayah ignorant people who do not know anything but these are in reference to the goal which you have set in learning bhagavad gita the goal in spirituality in any faith is to find an ultimate bliss a complete freedom from sorrows and unhappiness we are all abuddha right now we do not know where that lies 
So Bhagavan said that people who have not yet understood the real nature of the self, they consider that the unmanifest self has become manifest. I am what I perceive myself to be is real. This is me. This body is me. This mind is me. This intellect is me. Other way to look at it is an incarnation which we consider you know, the supreme being that that unmanifest which is all pervading is now manifested in the limited form. Avyaktam vyaktim apannam manyate mam abuddhaya I, the all-pervading self, they consider me to have become this limited incarnation. Param bhavam ajanantaha They do not know my real nature. Avyayam anuttamam That immutable unsurpassable, immutable. Anytime I see the wave as wave, I will never be able to associate it with the ocean. A wave is a manifestation of the ocean, but not the entire ocean, just the part of that ocean, a very, very insignificant part of the ocean. So Swamiji explains that we are all incarnations of that Supreme Self. But we are just a very insignificant manifestation of that Supreme Self. But if I come to believe that that one manifestation alone is the complete manifestation of the unmanifest Supreme Being, then I'm Abuddha. Most of our confusion, most of the fanatism in this world is because of this. So this verse is extremely important words to understand. Because Swamiji explains here that even though Bhagavan Vedvyas has created this idol worship in Puranas, but he also wants to clarify that that's not the goal. All rituals and all practices are just means to achieve the final goal of understanding the underlying reality underlying reality which makes my existence possible. My existence is only possible as this limited being because the consciousness is functioning through me. My consciousness is the representation of that supreme being, but my consciousness, when it is limited by my body, my intellect, it does not represent the supreme being. It only represents what I can do through this equipment. So Bhagavan said, Mama avyayam anuttama. My real nature avyam, immutable. I'm not divided into these things and being. I'm not this world when you put together all the component parts of the world that does not make me the supreme being. I am something completely different than what you can perceive, feel or think. If I can perceive something, that's not the complete understanding of God. If I can perceive God, if I can feel God, and if I think about God, then I'm limiting God. So Bhagavan said, I am avyayam, immutable, anuttamam. Nobody can surpass me. In other words, there is nothing other than me to compare. If there are more things than you can compare. One is lower, one is smaller, other is higher. But if there is one thing exists, there is nothing to compare. 
if I am the only person on this planet, am I a short person or a tall person? Does not matter because there is nothing to compare. So Bhagavan clarifies here that there is nothing other than me exists in this world. Therefore, there is nothing can surpass me because there is nothing other than me. Everything you see is nothing but a part of me, but not complete me. So this is really a very, very philosophical statement Bhagavan makes here and said, the people think that I as unmanifest is manifested in, in its totality in one form or another. And then they will be fighting against your God is lower than my God. My God is complete, your God is not complete. But once anybody who thinks that is limiting his own God. And therefore, he said, they are they are not uh, understanding the real nature of my own self. We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om